Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. Glad that you can join in today. In this episode, we're going to examine some archaeological evidences that fall right in line with the Bible, again, proving the Bible is true. So King Ahab and his wife Jezebel were downright wicked leaders of the northern kingdom of Israel. First Kings 16.30 says, And Ahab, the son of Orem, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. They were extremely cruel, and they loved to enforce worship of Baal upon the people of the kingdom of Israel. I mean, it was not just a suggestion or highly encouraged. This was a forced worship. Not surprisingly, they were proud individuals and extravagant in their life. They love luxury. Ivory was a mark of luxurious wealth uh, in those days, and these two wicked leaders had it in plenty. Prophets of Ahab's day actually preached against it. Amos 3.15, And I'll smite the winter house with the summer house, and the houses of ivory shall perish. And the great house shall have an end, saith the Lord. Same book, Amos 6, verse 1. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion, and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came, that lie upon beds of ivory, and stretch themselves upon their couches, and eat the lambs out of the flock, and the calves out of the midst of the stall. 1 Kings 22, verse 39 says, And the rest of the acts of Ahab, and all that he did, and the ivory house which he made, and all the cities that he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? So it's definitely around. I mean, numerous mentions of ivory there, right? Couches, houses, uh, and things of that nature. Hezekiah, a good king of Judah, gave couches with ivory as tribute to Assyrian kings. Ivory is a very expensive item, even to our day. It just wasn't an expensive item, a luxurious item in that day. It is today as well. In 1958, a fellow by the name of Sir Max Malouin uh, discovered in Nimrod, Iraq, an ivory bedhead, or what we would call a headboard. The entire item is covered in ivory. Kind of goes back to that verse we saw a few moments ago about their beds being of ivory. Uh, Almost two feet high and almost three feet wide. And uh, definitely from Ahab's time, the researchers got in there. I don't know how they figure all these things out uh, that they know what time period is, but upon their examination of this item, they said this falls within Ahab's time. And that item is currently in the British Museum in London, England. Another interesting item was called The Woman in the Window. It depicts a woman peering out of a window. The woman is probably a representation of the goddess Ashtaroth or one of her cult prostitutes. A woman looking at the window is resumistic of Jezebel's end as well. Uh, in Second Kings nine thirty, and when Jehu was come to Jeze- Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tried her hair, uh, hair and looked out a window. Three verses later, her servants have thrown her out that said window. 
So uh, it's a really unique piece. I was able to see it uh, in the sense of uh, in a book and things. Uh, it's a very uh, detailed picture, very easy to see the lady's face. And it was found in a former Assyrian palace. Uh, very good chance it was plundered from Israel. Uh, it was found in 1845. It's uh, about 11 centimeters tall, 9 centimeters wide. Again, amazing detailed work. And that too is in uh, the British Museum in England. Baal was the god whom the Israelites most frequently turned to when they rejected Yahweh as their sole god. From Numbers 25-3, And Israel joined himself unto Baal-por, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And in Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 4, I will also stretch out my hand upon Judah, upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and I will cut off the remnant of Baal from his place, and the name of the Shittarims which, uh, with the priests. The prophets over and over again condemned Israelites for their idol worship. They were on their case about it. And numerous other prophets, uh, the prophets of Jeremiah, uh, Hosea in particular, were very forthright in their condemnation of the worship of Baal. Uh, and, and Jeremiah, you know, he he was just there giving out the message: Do not serve him, do not serve Baal. And he felt the backlash from that. Uh, the people were upset with him uh, with that message. The name Baal means Lord. Other nations in this area would have called him by names of Hadad or Had. His name, his voice was the thunder. And lightning was his powerful weapon. Baal was not simply to be feared. He needed to be coaxed by men to reign upon the land. And he was always viewed as the god of fertility. Massive Baal temples have been uncovered throughout the Middle East. Probably the most famous is located in Palmyra, Syria. Now, you probably have seen this uh, site it has been used in movies. It's a pretty famous, uh, you know, uh, international site. Um, you, you probably have seen it, maybe didn't even know about it. Uh, but they, they uncovered a very um, well uh, preserved uh, Baal temple, and uh, if you should check it out just to see what it looked like. Uh, the word Baal appears over 140 times in the Old Testament either as a place in Judges chapter 20, verse 33, and all the men of Israel rose up out of their place and put themselves in array at Baal Tamar. And the liars and weight of Israel came forth out of their place, even in the meadows of Gibeah. Or a person, so it's name, part of a place name, or a person, and Saul died, and Belhanna, the son of Echabor, reigned in his stead. Uh, so, or the title of the God, obviously. That's what we know the best of. Uh, the prophet Elijah challenged Jezebel's 400 Baal prophets to a contest on Mount Carmel. On a clear day, and after a long period of drought, the god of storm, remember that's what Baal is, right? He, his voice was thunder, and his weapon was lightning, and he was to give rain. So they 
They, they worshipped him. They they danced and they were unable to bring the fire. I mean, lightning would bring fire. He was unable uh, to do that, to bring the fire, to, to uh, burn the sacrifice. And then when Elijah prayed, the sacrifice that was now soaked with water was burnt up along with all the water that was in the ditches. It didn't end well for the prophets of Baal. 1 Kings 9. Verse 38, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt uh, burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook uh, Kishron and slew them there. You know, in... 1932, in Rashma, uh, in Syria, Claude Schaefer found a limestone stella of Baal. So its stella is a piece of material, limestone, in this case, flat piece uh, of uh, material. And on it, portrayed Baal as the god of storm and fertility with a thunder club in his right hand and a lightning fork in his left. It could have been used as an image of worship. We don't know. It uh, is uh, four and a half feet high and over a foot and a half wide. Amazing detail uh, on that uh, Stella of Baal as well. And next time you're in France, you can find that located in the museum in Paris. Uh, But the reality is our God is God. Baal is a false God. Uh, so again, just interesting to see these archaeological finds that you know show us the past and line. They definitely line up and support the Word of God. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode has been a help and encouragement to you. Keep exploring the Word and looking to Jesus.